Well, 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 what is up, everybody? So good to have you here with us at God Squad Church. Hey, if you're brand new, my name is Pastor Susie, and I have the immense honor to be both founder and lead pastor here at God Squad Church. And hey, we want to send a massive thank you to all of you. If you're watching live right now, go ahead and spam some hearts in the chat. Welcome one another. It's good to have you. And of course, if you guys are here every single week, you guys are noticing you know, the physical location, it uh, it looks a little bit different today. And I want to explain real quick. We are obviously not at the physical location. We are obviously right now all at all of our houses. And we just thought we might decide, make a decision to just play it really, really safe this weekend. This is not necessarily our decision moving forward. Just because as we approach next week being Thanksgiving, with some of the numbers of COVID unfortunately spiking right now, we just thought it might be wise to play it safe this weekend. Because if worst case scenario, something were to happen with one of us being sick, then we all spread and go to our families for Thanksgiving and are interacting with tons of people who then go and interact with tons of people. We thought it might just be safe and wise for today for us to just kind of stay at home, maybe maybe even sleep in a little bit with no setup and tear down as we get close to the holidays. But in no way, shape, or form right now is this our decision moving forward. It's something we're doing for today. But we're believing and praying that things are not only going to stabilize, but obviously that things are going to continue to get better and better and better as we move into 2021. I'm excited to be with you today because we are about to launch into Thanksgiving. And I don't know about you, but I like food. Uh, I just do. I really just like me some food. And uh, if you live in Europe, uh, happy early Thursday, by the way. And if you live in America, happy early Thanksgiving. And not only is it November where there's Thanksgiving, but I don't know if you've been like following games, but like every single game ever is releasing in the month of November. I've, I've been hearing some stories that like normally a lot comes out in November, but I guess I never really noticed until this year. And I tried to fill it all into my stream schedule. I noticed that like Destiny 2 came out this month. Then today, literally, people are racing the world first right now for the Destiny 2 expansion, where the Warcraft pre-patch came out earlier this year. Monday is the release of the Shadowlands expansion. The PlayStation 5 came out. The Xbox Series X came out. Spider-Man came out. All these day one exclusives. November has been oodles and oodles and oodles of content that literally I, I, I can't fit it in. Like, I literally needed to deliberately stop playing my PS5. Because I was like, if I don't start playing Destiny, I'm not going to make it for the raid. And then I got to play World of Warcraft. Like literally too much content. I, I, can't, I can't fit it in my schedule. I can't fit it in my schedule. Content, content for days. And if I'll be honest, as we approach Thanksgiving, everyone's obviously thinking about the principle of being grateful. And, and being thankful. And this secret of being content. But if I'll be honest, uh, if because I'm a gamer and because I've grown up in the generations that we are and I'm living in westernized civilization, sometimes I struggle with being content. I don't know. May maybe I'm the only one. Maybe y'all are more spiritual than me. But sometimes I struggle with being content, even though I'm surrounded by content for days. Sometimes I struggle to be content. If I'll be honest, my wife and I in last year had the immense honor to be able to become homeowners at the young age of 28. And I, I completely understand that that's not always oppor an opportunity that many people get, especially at my young age. And we were very, 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 very honored and grateful for it. But I'd be lying to you if maybe a few months after I signed, you know, and buying my home that I wasn't already having conversations with my wife about, but what's the next house going to be like? But what's, what's the next one going to be like? I'd be lying to you if I said this January where I built this dream studio, if maybe five days later I wasn't already thinking about, but what's the next studio going to look like? 
But what's, what's the next one going to be like? I'd be lying to you if I said that six months ago when I bought a new PC with a 2070 graphics card, which is really, really actually out of this world, that when the 3080s were released, I thought to myself, yeah, maybe I should just get one. I don't even really need one. <laughs> but like, maybe I'll just get one anyway. And I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe, maybe put a, a hype emote in the chat right now if you'd be honest and say, there are moments in your life where you've got plenty of content but you struggle to be content. It's like when a new game comes out and you beat it, and then three days later, you're like, there's no good games to play. When actually in reality, in today's age, if you listen to Yoke Talk this past week with Pastor Boz, it's not like there's no good games to play. It's like there's too many good games to play. You just can't decide which one you want to play. And whether it's video games or life, if we'll all be honest, sometimes we're, we, we, we get a piece of content. We get a piece of content. But before we've even allowed ourselves to really enjoy it, we're already thinking about the next thing. And I'll be honest, I, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm very, very, very grateful for all that God has blessed me with, for the opportunities I have. But I'd be lying if I didn't struggle between the balance of, you know, dreaming for the future. It's okay to dream and have goals and vision. But there is a thin line between dreaming because you want to achieve more for God's glory and dreaming because you simply want more because you're not already content with what you have. And what I want to do today in our time together is I want to bring a message to you that I've entitled How to Be Content Without Content. The word content and content might be spelled the same, but how many of y'all know that they are not the same? And I want to read to us a passage from the Bible due to some of our tech issues that have happened today. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see them on the screen, but I want to encourage you to turn that volume up a little bit, set distractions aside. And I want you to listen closely to the words that the Apostle Paul writes, Philippians 4, 11 to 13. Listen to this. He says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances, whatever the circumstances, with or without content. I know what it is to be in need, and I also know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether I'm well-fed or I'm hungry, whether I'm living with plenty or I'm in want. And then here's, last but not least, the, favorite, the famous verse you guys have maybe heard before, maybe you've never, maybe you've never been in church before in your life. We're glad you're here. Here's the final verse in that passage. After saying all that, he then says, I can do all this, this, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. Now, as I was preparing for this message, I was doing what probably tens of thousands are past of pastors are doing in the United States and maybe even some around the world. They're preparing for a message about being grateful, preparing for a message about being thankful, being content, thanksgivings, around the corner. And so many churches are honestly probably reading that same passage today. And as I was preparing, honestly, I was like, yeah, Philippians 4, let's spend some time there. Let's talk about being content. So about being thankful. What a great time of the year to do it. But honestly, as I was preparing, I started putting myself in your shoes. And I really started getting honest with myself and saying, if I was in your shoes in the year of 2020, where it seems like all the world's content has been taken from us. Do I really want to hear a message about just simply being more grateful? 
Like there, there are so many pastors who are going to come to their people today and say, you know what? Living in the world of COVID in 2020 is better than being dead. Well, true, but it doesn't really make me feel any better. <laughs> it doesn't really make me feel any better. Now, I, I don't know about you, but 2020 has been a year of confusion, the most amount of confusion I've ever had. Been a year of the most amount of unknown I've ever had. And if I'll be honest about me, I've probably done the most amount of complaining in the year of 2020 I've ever done in my entire life. Like if you took all the years and like put them together, probably like half of the amount of things that I've thought in 2020. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Like I've tried to go to a store for whatever reason. And then I realized that I accidentally brought my face mask inside. And I've literally pulled up to the store and I see the sign. And it's like no entry though, face mask. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's at my house. I literally have to get in my car, turn back around and go home. And I'll be honest, in those moments, I'm uh, not really content. I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> I'm a wee bit frustrated. And in those moments, it's difficult to be content. And as I was preparing for this message, I really felt God speaking to my heart. The people don't need to hear another message about staying positive in 2020. The people don't need another message about, well, just be content with what you have. Better to be alive in 2020 to be dead. I really felt God was speaking to me about you and your heart and what you needed and that you didn't need another message about willpowering yourself into being grateful. That you didn't need another a message about you mustering up every amount of strength in your body just to be thankful. Because if we really focus on that scripture where Paul's talking about being content, and how he's learned to be content in COVID and without COVID. He's learned to be content with lots of money and little money. But then Philippians 4.13, you know what it said? He said, I can do all this because of Christ who gives me strength. Now that verse is used, I mean, we use it for everything. Like if you've been around church for a long time, like you probably got a mug with it on, right? This is my Christmas mug. Christmas starts before Thanksgiving in 2020. Let me just throw that out there, okay? We need all the joy we can get. You probably got on a mug somewhere. You probably got on a bumper sticker. Your mother probably like literally wrote it on your wall. I can do all things. You might be one of those people that's got like written in like that cool paint thing in your, in your kitchen or whatever it might be. Like I can do all things. Some of y'all got it. And we use that verse for everything. Well, I, I can get through this season. I, I, I can start that new business. I, I, I can strengthen my marriage. I, I can build better relationships with my kids. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But you need to understand the context of why Paul is actually saying that. He says that after teaching his people that he's learned how to be content. And he doesn't say that I learned how to be content by staying positive. He says, I, I didn't learn how to be content by just being thankful. He says, no, no, no. Sometimes the impossibility of being content is only found through Christ who gives me strength. There, there is no words that I can simply say to you that will force your soul to be content. There is no well-articulated message that I can give you that in 2020 will just willpower yourself into being content. Paul says, no, 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 I'm not content just by thinking happy thoughts and pretending like things are okay. No, no, he says, I'm able to be content because of Christ who gives me strength. And as I was preparing for this message, 
I really felt God communicating to me like, we don't need another message in 2020 to remind us how we all suck at being grateful, how we're all bad at being content, how we're all forgetting about all we have because we're focusing on what we've lost. I really felt God was speaking in my heart that you, you just simply needed to be ministered to by God's word and allow it to be medicine to your soul and allow it to bring joy to your heart. And so my goal today is not even to remind us at how we all need to be better at being grateful, which is very true, which is very biblical and which is very great. But when I ask God, what do these people, what do our people need to hear? Not every other church. I'm not responsible for either the church and their sheep and what they need to hear. No, no, no. God's coming to be responsible for you. It's when I ask God, what do they need to hear? He said, they don't need another message about staying positive in 2020. They need to be ministered by my word to bring joy to their soul. And so here's what I want. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit back. Literally, I mean, if you're sitting in a gamer chair where reclines, I want to encourage you literally knock that thing back one notch. Sit back in your couch. Turn up the volume. And what I want to do is I want to read to you a plethora of scriptures from God's word. Not scriptures that will remind you that you need to improve your ability to be thankful but scriptures that will remind you all that you already have to be thankful for. Because if I'll be honest, sometimes I allow the amount of contentment in my heart to be determined by the amount of content in my life. And what I want to do today is I want to read to you from the best content that's ever been created. God's word. It's content that doesn't need a new DLC after six months. It's content that doesn't need to be hot fixed because it's not broken. It doesn't have error. It doesn't need to be nerfed or buffed. It's already the greatest piece of content the world's ever seen. It is God's word. It is alive and it is active. And for the next few moments, I just simply want you to sit back and allow God's word to minister joy to your soul. I want to read to you several verses starting in Mark 10, 27. These are what we have to be thankful for. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God, because with God, all things are possible. Being content in 2020 with God is possible. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he being God, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He hasn't abandoned you. He didn't start a project that he never finished. If you're a man and you do, you know, you got a hubby to-do list, uh, sometimes I start some things and I'll finish them, but he will complete it in your life. Psalm 37, 23 to 24, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God that transcends all of our understanding, it'll guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He goes with you. In 2020, he's with you. Even though right now we're enduring a potential second spike and we all thought it'd be over by 2021, but right now it might not be looking that way. He's going with you into 2021. He goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Isaiah 118, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, which means a dark, dark red, now they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. You and I have been cleansed, forgiven of our sins. Our records have been erased. We stand new today. I don't know about you, but that's a reason to be thankful. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you. Not even with you. To fight for you against your enemies. To give you the victory. Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Some of us thought that 2020 and the COVID-19 virus, we thought it was going to be a sprint. Turns out it's becoming more of a marathon. But Isaiah says they will run. When we trust in God, we will not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purposes. You are called according to his purposes. No matter how unqualified you might feel, no matter what amount of talent you feel like you have, you are called according to his purpose and he will work all things together for the good of those who love him. John 6, 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Every single one of us will live for eternity. And because of Jesus, if you've accepted his forgiveness, you get to spend eternity in heaven. I don't know about you, but that's a reason for me to be thankful. Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. John 16, I have said these things to you, that in me, this is Jesus, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Can I tell you, you and I might not have figured out COVID-19, the government, no one has figured out COVID-19, but God already knows the answer. He has overcome the world. He has overcome COVID. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, maybe for some of you, this is exactly what you need. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That extension, by the way, it doesn't just say, come all who are good. Come all who have managed to stay positive and content. No, no, no. All those who are complaining. All those who are frustrated. All those whose attitudes you know are not the greatest. And you know your attitude should be better, but you're just really struggling to be there. Yeah, Jesus says, yeah, those people too. Come to me and I will give you rest. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives power, strength to the faint and to the weak. And to him who has no might, 
he increases their strength. 1 Peter 5.10, And the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, he will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Psalm 16.11, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. How many of y'all are grateful that God hears you when you pray? We're not just talking to the clouds. We're not just talking to the sky. The God of all creation, the sovereign master of all the universe, he hears you and he answers you. And he delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge, our strength, and a very present help in time of trouble. I don't know about you, but I don't need a PS6 to bring contentment to my life. I want more of the greatest content the world's ever seen. God's word to minister to your soul. I'm going to read to you Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. This passage is entitled, Made Alive in Christ. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions. I, I want you to listen to these words. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. That's, that's who we were. Far from God. Unforgiven dead in our sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. When we followed the content that the world, that sin has to offer us, all of us have done it. I've done it. Maybe you've done it. Looking for content and consuming the world's content rather than God's content in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. I was disobedient. I'm not perfect. And at moments, I've been ungrateful. But all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, doing what we want rather than what God wants, and we followed the content and desires and evil thoughts. Like the rest by nature, because of the way we lived, we were deserving of wrath. That was me. That was me. Deserving of wrath, not of grace. But here's verse four. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, he made you alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by God's grace that you have been saved and forgiven. Not by our works, not by the things that we've done, not by the things that I've earned, but by his grace that I have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed 
in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not even from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you. I'll tell you, you don't need another message reminding you of how poor we all are at being thankful. But we do need a reminder of what we have to be thankful for. And I don't know about you, but we just read Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. And everything that it offers me is everything that I don't deserve. Everything that it offers you to be made alive in Christ, all while I was deserving of wrath. I've sinned against a holy God. Me. Me. You know what that makes me? makes me guilty. But because of Jesus, because of what God did for me, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross so that I could be forgiven of my sins. He paid the price that I deserved to pay. It was as if I was locked in prison for 25 years to life and Jesus comes up to me, you've heard me say it before, with the keys, unlocks the jail cell and lets me free. And as I'm running in victory, I look behind me to see Jesus locking himself in the jail cell that I was once in and I'm left with confusion. And I say, Wait, but, but Jesus, I, I thought you said I could go free. And he would respond, yes, you get to go free. But a crime has been committed. The sentence, 25 to life. Somebody needs to do the time. I just didn't want it to be you. I just didn't want it to be you. So Jesus died in the cross for me, for you, and for all people. No matter who you are, no matter your background, no matter the things you've done, no matter the things that you feel like make you deserving of wrath, because they do, just like I, I am deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for you and for me. On the third day, Jesus rose from the grave and showcased that he is God, that none is greater than him. And if you've got a reason to be grateful and thankful and content today, it's because you who are dead in your sins, you've been made alive in Christ. We've been offered everything we don't deserve. The thing that we didn't earn, that we weren't good enough to receive, Jesus gave it to you anyway. And in my moments where I lack contentment, where I allow the amount of contentment in my heart to be determined by the amount of content in my life, today I've come to challenge all of us, including myself, and asking us all the question, is your salvation not enough for you to be content? Is the fact that you were deserving of wrath but Jesus gave you life. Is your salvation not enough for you to be content? Because I want to tell you today, the world in which we live 
it's not even necessarily getting better. But how will you feel? How will you be moving forward? Back in March, none of us really were able to prepare for this whole thing. But as UK goes back into a second lockdown, as US faces bigger spikes than we've ever had in the history of COVID, as the US potentially looks at another look lockdown, we weren't able to prepare for March. But you're able to prepare now. You've had some practice living in COVID. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it's not going to be difficult. But we've had a practice round. Now we, we've got a heads up. I wish we had a heads up the first time around. But we did it. But we do now. How, how will you be going into what might be a second round? And I'd ask you today, is your salvation not enough for you to be content? It doesn't mean that your struggles don't matter. It doesn't mean that your struggles aren't real. But is your salvation not enough for you to be content? The fact that you've been given eternal life. Because the last word I want to read to you comes from Revelation 21, 3 to 5. And even as we step into maybe this world not getting better, I want to remind you that you're not going to spend eternity here in this broken world. You will spend eternity in heaven. And I want to read to you a little bit of what John in Revelation says that the next place will be like. He says, I, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among us, the people. And he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and they and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. No more mourning, no more crying, and no more pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne, he is saying, I am making everything new. I encourage you. One of the things that helps me be content when facing what might be a potential second lockdown is that no matter what this world is like, I have eternity in heaven where I will spend all of my days and there will be no more pain, no more crying, no more sorrow. And Jesus himself, he will be close enough to wipe away your tears. And I pray today that the greatest content that's ever existed not a PS5, not an RTX 3090, not even a PS27 is good enough to minister to your soul the way that you need. But I pray that the best content that's ever been written, the content that doesn't need DLC, doesn't need a hotfix, doesn't need to be nerfed, doesn't need to be buffed, doesn't need an expansion, the content that is complete, perfect in all of its ways, God's holy word, I pray that it's ministered to your soul to remind you and I of all we have to be thankful so we can learn to be content without content. Even though we might not be living in a world that's giving you the content that you might need or that you might want, you've got greater content. It's God's word. 
what I want to do today as we end our time is I want me and Amanda, she's going to come up right now. We're actually going to spend a few minutes singing and worshiping God and, and, and practicing being thankful, practicing being thankful. And I want to encourage you to continue. Maybe for some of you, maybe you want to stand up. Maybe you want to get on your knees. Maybe you want to sit back and recline in your chair and just practice being thankful. Focus on the words because of tech issues. The words, unfortunately, will not be on the screen. But I want to encourage you to turn that volume up. Listen to the words that Amanda sings as we worship God together. together lovely 
today we just thank you so much lord that although it's been a really difficult year we have so much to be thankful for god and so today we just honor you but i pray that god you would teach us what paul called the secret of how to be content and i ask in jesus name lord remind us today of all we have to be thankful for remind us that although we were deserving of wrath far from you living our lives in sin living our lives in disobedience and disagreement to you now while we were doing that you died for us you didn't wait for us to get perfect you didn't wait for us to start going to church before all of that god you gave your life to save us and so today we just want to say thank you i pray that jesus you'd help all of us to reach a place where our salvation is enough for us to be content. I pray a spirit of joy and peace enter every heart right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Keep our eyes not focused on content. Keep our eyes focused on Christ today. And so Holy Spirit, we ask you, Lord, to fill us up. We're going to need strength to endure. We're going to need strength to keep on pushing. UK is already in another lockdown. Things aren't looking too hot here in the US. But we choose to trust God. You're in control. You're above all of it. You're greater. And even in the midst of difficult situations, we have so much to be thankful for. So God, today we honor you and we bless you and we thank you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. 
Amen.